Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Good afternoon and welcome to this episode of the Black Tuesday Podcast with Biggs and Lens. So much to get into. You you know how we do it. The pride of Florida State and hopefully they will probably make a coaching change. You know you love us, Stephanie Lens. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm well. I don't know what more they need to do to make a coaching change. <laughs> I mean, you know, they like their bowl games and now they're not getting them. What else do you want? The tough part is they have to... When they fire a coach, they have to pay him out the rest of his deal. Mm-hmm. So they have they they already have two coaches like that now. That's well, they true. have one like that now, and they might have to pay out two. But speak to somebody who doesn't really, you know, get it. Like our Florida State, you know, unfortunately doesn't get to go to bowl games. Tom Cotton doesn't get it, and you think that. If someone tells him enough things with ears that big that he'll be able to hear it. Yeah, you think that it's like a satellite that should get better reception. He, and that's something that can be fixed. We can we can point. Exactly. He said that he doesn't remember supply chain shortages in the first year of COVID. I remember mm-hmm. toilet paper being going. I, me- I remember bottled water except for Dasani, which is, you know, pretty yeah. much alligator ass wet. Being gone. I, I remember explain, we talked about that. Explain to the senior so the senior senator senior senator from Wisconsin, uh, from, Wisconsin from Arkansas <laughs> what his problem is. Like um, his problem is his selective memory. Um, you know, if he's someone who doesn't remember toilet paper shortages, I don't want to shake his hand. So it, it's just a case of you know, it, it, where were you? Because all the rest of us remember shortages right away, like the the night that they announced that we were all going into a ver- into a real lockdown. Um, you know, store shelves got cleaned out, and they were cleaned out for a long time. We couldn't order toilet paper. We couldn't get – we had to go. We found some at Home Depot, and it was like industrial toilet paper, like made over mm. from wood shards, that kind of toilet paper. You know, we were trying staples. Every place that you don't realize sells toilet paper until you start thinking about it. Everywhere was out. So I don't know where he was, but right now, if you want a roll of toilet paper, you can go buy one. At the store. Go down the street to yeah. the store. 
Uh, how are the shelves where you are? Because the shelves look pretty good where I am. They're good. They look good to me. I mean, the things look pretty packed. I was just in a Meyer, which is like a department mm-hmm. store of the region, and they don't seem to run out of stuff. They don't seem to run out of anything. And even a Walmart, pretty packed. Even though it's Christmas, the Christmas season, and you have mm-hmm. people shopping at regular paces. Tom Cotton is – you would think that somebody who gets elected would be smarter, but then again, look who he voted for. He he lacks the nuance. Like, that's a lot of things where a lot of Republicans are the way – they don't know how much basic shit costs and how to get basic shit. Like, I want a new game show. Take a politician shopping. Like, the Price is Right game show. Like, what? what is the price of this? What is the price of Go that? Go on. Yeah. Or the, something like, mm-hmm. here, here's a car, here's a gas tank, fill it. Yeah. <laughs> not, just, every, not just the money of it, the actual mechanics of doing A and B and C to achieve that. A lot of these what, guys have never put gas in the car. And for what? For how much they get wrong? Say if they, they say if they say it costs a hundred dollars to fill a gas tank, it's like forty-two. I want that fifty-eight dollars to go to the fundraising mm-hmm. of the opposite party. I, I'm down. Name. You're full of good ideas. You know what? It's the end of the year, and I and I had a few. Like I'm just trying to fight them off one at a time and trying to get you know. So I can take that post Christmas like that half a uh, half a day off. Well, you know what? No ideas for that. No ideas today. Now, mm-hmm. speaking of good ideas, there are bad ideas. Chris Cuomo is literally used his position to help gain information on his brother's accusers. This is bad. This mm-hmm. is this is bad. Where if there were treason towards journalism, this would be it. Yeah. I don't find it surprising, though. I mean, I I think we talked about this before a while back, like back in spring. But um, it's not surprising. They're brothers, and of course he was going to use his contacts to find out what he could find out. So I don't think the failing is with um, CNN. I think the failing is a personal failing with Chris Cuomo. I think that he's the one who made bad choices and should have said to his brother, look, it's either you or my job, and I've got to make a decision. And he did. He made a decision, and he went with his brother. I guess, you know, you figure your brother can always employ you. But CNN needs to to think about what kind of access they need to give one of their main personalities going forward. It's shameful. It's really shameful that Chris Cuomo has decided to take this as a measure of his role as an anchor person, as a journalist. Mm-hmm. as And it's worse that, honestly, this is what Democrats do now. And mm-hmm. it's something that Republicans, you know they have done, because Fox News is a thing that exists. And yet, he's still employed. Jeffrey Zucker doesn't care. He doesn't care, and he's. I think Chris Cuomo survives this. What do you think? Yeah, I think so too. Um, if not this, like so, like so, let's say CNN gives him the sack. It's not like he's not going to be employed. He'll find work elsewhere, just not on CNN. So I don't think it's the end of a career or anything like that. But um, 
I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he if they just wait for the next news cycle and let this blow under. Hope people don't pay attention to it at all, and they just keep in there. And you got to wonder, you know, how else is he using your resources? These aren't just his personal resources for work. These are CNN's resources that he abused. So what else is he going to do? If he's willing to do this, what else? Exactly, and if he's being allowed to do this, you know, any shred of journalistic integrity that cable news had is gone. Somebody mm-hmm. posted a meme with Walter Cronkite saying that he just told the news, didn't give a, a viewpoint, just kind of like sat down and said, here's the news, and was done. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's distressing to know that modern news is this, and, you know, the kids growing up will you know, you have kids who are teen or actually they're, they're, they're both teens. They don't know yeah. what, they have no clue what life was like before Fox News. That's true. They don't. They have no idea. And, and you know, we don't watch a lot of CNN unless there's something big going on, like, say, the inauguration or January 6th I put on CNN because I knew it would just be, you know, like a wall-to-wall coverage kind of thing. But the news we watch is generally CBS. So that's what where they get their idea of news. It's pretty good as far as news goes. It's not very sensationalistic. But it was for a while before Scott Pelley took over. And then he came in and he insisted that only news would be on the broadcast. And if they put in some kind of pop news that was important, like you know, some pop star got married or something, he would literally say on air, this is news. And like put the paper down and go on to the next thing. <laughs> so they were a little bit kind of late to the party or they slid back. That was not too long after um, Dan Rather was let go for reporting on something that actually turned out to be true, I think. But um, he was the replacement there. And so they kind of stuck to that a little bit, but it's sliding. The morning news there used to be more news oriented and it's becoming more like the Today Show and Good Morning America. So I don't know where we're supposed to get news if all the news sources are tainted. That's the part that's difficult, and that's the mm-hmm. part that we need to definitely look into. And, I mean, there's got to be alternatives, but people are like, oh, you know, start your own progressive one. But, no, it's the Young Turks. That's trash. You yeah. know, Jake Uger is true. trash. And the fact you have the fact that they're named after an Armenian uh, genocide, that's the, mm-hmm. you know, and his co-host is Armenian. That says yeah, everything you didn't know about that. Yeah, I, I'd like to have um, some left-wing media infrastructure for sure. But then, you know, the the left fights amongst itself about what the message is. And so, well, who be, who do you put on your left-wing media infrastructure, say a network or something like that? Do you put on, like, far-lefters? Do you put on moderates? Are they going to fight each other? How is this going to work? Oh. So if we can get our shit together, then sure, let's go ahead. But until we have our shit together, let's not put our faces out there and and try to run a mixed message. Uh, so this is what we need to do. This is this is how we get. This is how we roll. We we, we don't fight amongst each other okay. except for when it's time of matters of catch up, where, where you're wrong. But that's just me. <laughs> when we come back from our first break, we need to talk about Kurt Vonnegut's son-in-law or ex-son-in-law fucking up. You are listening to the Black Tuesday podcast with Biggs and Lens on the FPC Radio Network. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. website for details. We are back with the Black Tuesday podcast with Biggs and Lens. Yeah, Kurt Vonnegut's ex-son-in-law, Geraldo Rivera. Decided to defend Ghislaine Maxwell. I don't even know where to start. First, yes, he was married to Kurt Vonnegut's daughter, which is just the weirdest six degrees we will ever play on this show. <laughs> that is weird. Is this a case of Gerald Riviera? That's actually his name. Not to be related, not 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 to be you know distinguished from Doctor Nick Spear from The Simpsons, but Gerald to really put his toe in the Maxwell waters to come to, I guess, some type of defense. Are you surprised or are you just done that in a case of procuring underage rape victims, basically, that he would open his mouth? Well, anybody who's going to defend a pedophile needs to keep their mouth closed. We can start there. Um, it doesn't surprise. I, I, I go back and forth a little her, with Geraldo. Sometimes he comes forward with a, a more left or moderate talking point or viewpoint. And he was kind of trending that way not too long ago. But let's not forget, he was on The Apprentice. So he knows Donald Trump. Um, I think they considered each other friends as much as the two of them can, can have friends. And what he was defending was not just to her, but the um, fact that she has no bail. And he was trying to say that she should be offered bail and that she had offered $25 million and change in bail. And the other two hosts on this Fox News show jumped in and reminded Geraldo that there are two reasons that the feds don't give you bail. One is being a flight risk, and um, I forgot what the other one was. But that's what it is, is that um, she's a flight risk. The moment they let her out on bail, she's gone. We'll never see her again. So that's why they have her in jail with no bail. And that's okay because the Supreme Court said it's okay, feds. You can keep someone in jail with no bail. And 
there they were educating him. I don't remember. Is he a lawyer or is he a journalist? I mean, I know he's a journalist, but does he have a law degree or anything? Because he always acts like he does. From Brooklyn College. Okay. So, you know, it, the case is he should know better. You know, lawyer or not, if this is what he's covering, if this is what he wants to open his mouth about on TV, then he needs to know. Some people need to stay in jail until their trials. And the trial is as speedy as they can get it. And, you know... I'm kind of okay with them taking their time with a sex trafficker. If she has to sit in jail for 17 months, oh well. There are people who have sat in jail for lesser crimes and weren't offered bail. So I'm okay with it, and he needs to stop. Now, if I never heard from Geraldo again, I'd be happy. Exactly. Yeah, he'll just, he's also the one who said that if you didn't wear a hoodie, you're not looking for trouble after the death of Trayvon Martin, after the murder of Trayvon mm-hmm. Martin. So, I mean, so whomever the white supremacists who hit him in the nose with the chair back in the 80s, I mean, I that. everyone had a standout moment. Now, in two of our favorite things in the world are music and movies. Somebody tweeted mm. out, you can have three film soundtracks. Three. What are yours? That was hard. That's very hard because as soon as I say something like Purple Rain, then I start coming up with other things. And what I did is I thought of, like, I can't, you can't do like a jukebox soundtrack because those songs already exist on their own. So I thought that three soundtracks that if they got removed would, would hurt music. And one was Purple Rain and one was the Black Panther soundtrack, not just because of the vocal songs, but also because the incidental music in Black Panther completely sets the mood for that film. The moment you hear it, you're you're ready to go. And the third one was um, Hard Day's Night. If you took any of those songs from those soundtracks out of the music pantheon, you'd be missing something. You know, I can make a case for Star Wars and I can make a case for Shaft, but those are my three. Do you have three that you picked? How did you narrow it down to? I had like 15 to start with, and I had narrowed them down to quantity of song, of great songs on the particular album or CD, and what place in the film they actually happened. And I came up mm-hmm. with Purple Rain, which is just mm-hmm. the most given given, mm-hmm. Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. There is something about, I'm not even a, band, a fan of the band Urge Overkill, but. I mean, it it works, or Son of a Preacher Man, it works in these movies. Mm-hmm. It even the surf guitar solo by Dick Dale and the Deltones, it works. It yeah. it sets the mood. And the last one really has to be Juice. It's Tupac and Omar Epps, and it just it gives a backdrop to how people in the hood had to deal with like conflict, conflict resolution problems that we all had back in the day, and it gives such a distinct greediness to that film, and it makes the film real to me. Mm. Now, when we take our second break, we will, we will talk about a festive holiday and big things going on with the Commonwealth. You are listening to the Black Today Podcast with Biggs and Lens on the FPC Radio Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We are back with the Black Sunday Podcast with Bigs and Lens. Lens out there. Bigs is over here. So today is a holiday. It is St. Andrew's Day. Yeah, it's St. Andrew's Day. And now as someone of Scottish descent, do you look at Scottish holidays differently than, say, St. Patrick's Day and things like that? For this one, I do. Just um, Scotland is still part of United Kingdom, and there are a lot of people in Scotland who want to be independent, make Scotland its own country. Studies have shown that Scotland could survive economically as its own country, and Scot- those who want to be independent now also want to rejoin the EU. So if Scotland were to leave the UK, which I don't think is reasonably going to happen, um, the first thing that they would do would be petition to join the EU, and then England and Wales would have a neighbor and an almost neighbor who would be in the EU with different currency and everything, um, kind of working almost against their interest in a way or telling them, you know, fook off. But I think that in lieu of having an Independence Day, a lot of Scots view St. Andrew's Day as Scotland's day. And so I think it's important, no matter where you are on the Scottish independence side, um, it's important. It's a it's a national pride thing. And it's specifically about being Scottish. It's not about, you know, like a white pride kind of thing, which is general because the color of your skin, you enjoy your privilege. This is about what it is to have a Scottish identity and um, how right one is to enjoy haggis. That's really what it comes down to. No, I am a fan of <laughs> Scott. I'm a fan of Scotland, all things Scotland, been to Scotland. I'm a fan of Shiva Easton, except for that one song where, as an adult, I found out what it was about, and it kind of disturbed the shit out of me. But Haggis, no. Like, mm-hmm. Haggis I'm, is the firmness of no. When, when it comes to Haggis, I am a habitual line stepper. I see this. Like, I mean, it is <laughs> just, I mean... Haggis is out here, you know, literally, for lack of a better term, going hard in the paint, so to speak. And <laughs> But for That's Scotland, true. I always thought they should be independent because if so many people wanted independence, mm-hmm. I mean, what is the England really very close. help Scotland? Like, what is, like, if Scotland can survive on its own and we're going to talk about somebody else who's now going to survive on their own, mm-hmm. it is it- imperative that they... they yeah, it's it comes down to the very British idea that there's always been of you have resources, we want them. You know, do you have a flag? 
You know, they had ease hard bit. You know, well, if you don't have a flag and you don't have a country, we'll just take you over. And they exploit their resources and exploit their people and run them down, and that's what it is. If people have seen train spotting, there's a speech where one of them, uh, I think it's a sick boy, one of them is saying about how proud he is to be Scottish. And Hugh McGregor's, McGregor's character says, it's shite being Scottish. We're colonized by wankers. So that's, you know, there's part of that, too. There's a lot of um, good Scottish humor and things like that. A lot of people just think of Irish humor, but, you know, you have, like, your Billy Connollys and people like that that, you know, kind of thrive on that, you know, being under the heel of Britain and we're going to revolt. So and, and that ties nicely into what's happening in the Caribbean right now. And for anyone who's ever had to wear a kilt, boxer briefs, take <laughs> Take take it from me, yeah, box of briefs. Helps. Because, good Lord, it is drafty. <laughs> Blasphemer. Well, I I mean, I don't, I'm sitting there with a kilt on. I'm like, I don't know how to like, sit with a kilt on. I'm like, you know, sitting there like I'm wearing shorts. No, you've got to sit, you know, different. Now, speaking of in the Caribbean and uh, independence, Barbados is now a republic. Welcome, Barbados, to having their own. Barbados have, you know, they got their hair dig, uh, their teeth fixed, and now they're, they're ready to move on from England. And the Queen mm-hmm. sent a very interesting letter. And it, and she does wish them good wishes for happiness and all that stuff. And they're still, mm-hmm. they're still part of the Commonwealth, which means they still have England lording over them, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But but they're independent, and they can, st- you know, and that's that's the key. They had Rihanna was named a national hero of Barbados, mm-hmm. and they show her stepping off the plane, and she's like, literally can walk into walk onto an island with her hands extended, like, yeah, I this this is me now. She is the queen of the island, and yes. it is. Do you think more countries should do this? Yeah, and, and you know, Britain owes people. Britain owes the world. <laughs> be quite frank and um the netherlands and portugal and places like that you know spain um all these powers that thought they were going to come in or didn't think they were going to come in they actually came in used up resources used up people wiped out populations they they owe they owe a lot around the world um and so it's nice to see that you know I, this had nothing to do with the queen but just this statement of this letter. It's a very nice letter. I've never had a breakup this nice, but um, it, it's a nice gesture from the queen to make to the people of Barbados to wish them well on their journey and talk about how, you know, they're great people and they, you know, they're more than capable of doing this on their own and, and should be allowed to. Is it going to be kind of like how Canada is or, or Australia, like they're independent nations, but they still kind of fall under that Commonwealth umbrella. That's what it comes across to me. Yeah. Is, I mean, they're all still kind of, you know, Commonwealth countries. That's what it is, but it's just a different kind of governance that you're not being governed by people that are an ocean away and they have a black lady president. So they do. That means they're not here for bullshit. Now that's right. (laughs) Our last story is an awesome one, and it, it, it to me it's interesting because we were going to really talk about Lara Logan and her stupidity, but we will shave Lara tomorrow 
but we will end as we try to do on a happy note. No, not Jack Dorsey stepping down from Twitter because it's going to be the same. It's probably worse because now it's another story, but per the Washington Post, Josephine Baker will become the first black woman inducted into Francis Pantheon. They decided to respect her. What do you think it means for the entertainment, just just everything in general, to see France stepping up where America failed again? Well, that's quite literally the story of Josephine Baker. I mean, if anybody doesn't know who she was, quick primer, she was a cabaret artist who was born in St. Louis, tried to make her way here. She was the first woman to star in a, in a motion picture, the first black woman to star in a motion picture. Um, and America couldn't quite handle her fame and her being, if, if there was such a thing as a pop star, she would be a pop star and beyond. Imagine like Lady Gaga amplified 20 times and you'd start to understand Josephine Baker. So she couldn't do what she wanted to do in this country, even though she was, you know, proud and happy to be an American. So what she did is she uh, emigrated to France and she became a French citizen um, Ernest Hemingway called her the most sensational woman anyone ever saw. And that's just her performance. Then she, you know, um, she was a, a spy for the French underground resistance during the war. Um, she uh, adopted several children. She did all this stuff off the stage as well. She's just an amazing all-around person. So there are now 86 people in the Pantheon, which, you know, where France honors their most beloved um, people and it's you know we're talking about like uh, Dumas and um, the Curies and and people like that and Dumas I believe was black as well so they had they have one person in last year Josephine Baker is going in this year France has only decided that this honor goes to 86 people over the course of its history and they include Josephine Baker in that because she's that important to France and that important to the world. So she couldn't get the honors and couldn't get the accolades here that she deserved, but she has them now and she had them in her lifetime as well. She lived to be, you know, I don't know how old, but she died in 75. You know, this, she, this didn't happen that long ago. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a testament to her contributions and, she had to go overseas to get the love that she should have had here. And it's a statement mm-hmm. to, you know, how black women have been treated. Now, how can people interact with you on social media? And what interesting threads or memes do, do we have to look forward to? Well, um, my handle is Edenza, uh, E-D-E-N-Z-A, over at Twitter and Insta and Duolingo and just everywhere I go. And last night I I posted a tweet my daughter and I were staying up a little bit late to watch Amphibia, which is a great cartoon show on Disney Channel. And um, we heard a jingle ball toy roll through the kitchen. And I saw two of our cats with us. And I said, oh, I guess I know who likes the jingle ball. And she pointed to the third cat. There were no cats in the kitchen. And the dogs were in bed. So someone rolled a ball across our kitchen floor. But we don't know who it was. And that's the kind of content you can find on my handle. You can find me threading about nonsense that is directed towards athletes, as food pictures, photos of my children, just shady nonsense, mm-hmm. just dealing with idiots that we see on this bird app all the time. 
That is T mm -hmm. Big Tequila. The T, the Big Tequila, all capitalized, locates everything else, everything else smushed together. This is another episode of the Black Tuesday Podcast with Biggs and Lens. Be good to yourselves. Be good to each other. Even though it's a not bad late November day, as always, keep this one thought in your heart. Fuck Ted Cruz.